Hey everyone, this is Daryl Stranger. I am the host and producer of APTN National News and APTN in Focus and a little bit of Sports Stranger. And you are listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host today, Justin Williams. Just kidding. I'm the only host today. I'm running solo. But I have an amazing guest with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this guest is prestigious. This gentleman, I have read a lot of his articles. This guy is a phenomenal writer. He plays baseball. I asked if he owned Manchester United. He said no, but I think he's probably lying to me. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, a gentleman who writes for APTN National News, covers everything national, to be honest. A little bit of sports, a little bit of this. Mr. Daryl Stranger. Daryl, how you doing? Oh, that's uh, quite the intro. That's uh, one of the best intros I've ever gotten. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, May- it's going good. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, really happy that you guys uh, invited me on. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, you're quite the individual. So having you on here, as you know, we were supposed to have you on a couple days ago, but everything got jammed up with both with all of our jobs and it's just it was a melee and a tire fire so on behalf of pro sports podcasters and so our fans can hear you thank you so much for coming back on on such a short notice we very much appreciate that yeah no worries i mean like you said there's a lot going on these days for everyone so uh just happy to that we're able to make this work and uh should be in what should be a good conversation we love this. So this part of the podcast is typically what I like to refer to as the dating section of it, kind of where you kind of tell us a little about yourself so our fans can get to know you, our lovely guest. So essentially, just like, you know, what's your name, what you do, and how you kind of got started. Those are kind of the main three things that we like to focus on in the beginning. So, Daryl, if you will. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you kind of gave away the whole Manchester United thing. I also think it's <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh yeah, Daryl Stranger, um, you know, born and, and raised in Manitoba, the Winnipeg area, um, from the uh, Pegwas First Nation. Uh, I'm Cree, and um, yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, straightforward upbringing and story uh, until the whole national news bits, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, born and raised in, in Manitoba for the most part, uh, lived out in Alberta for a bit, um, you know, once I got into... Uh, into the, the professional career of what I'm doing. I kind of moved all over the place, you know, Manitoba, Alberta, BC, back to Alberta, back to Manitoba. It was kind of a whirlwind. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, the upbringing was, was pretty normal. Played a lot of sports, uh, and every sport that I, I could. And, uh, and then, yeah, once the real life sort of caught up to me, then I figured, Hey, I guess I should, uh, find a job. And so that's what's led me here, here, uh, today and here in this interview. Well, how did you get to to this job, as you say? Oh man, this is uh, this is a great story. I'll uh, try. I'll, I'll make it a medium story, maybe. But uh, yeah, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I said, the the sports were kind of winding down after a few, you know, football and high school was over, and 
junior hockey was kind of over for me once I got to that late teens, early 20s. So uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I know sports is my thing and it's always been my thing. So I tried to, you know, what can I do here to, to keep sports in my life? So I found radio broadcasting. You know, I, I always listen in the car to, you know, the Sirius XM and the NHL network and all these different sports networks and stuff. So I thought, how do I, how does somebody get into that? You know, so did some Googling and, you know, did some looking around and I found there's a program at, in Edmonton, Alberta. The school is uh, Nate, the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. They had a radio broadcasting program. So I was like, oh, perfect. This is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I applied. I didn't really take the application seriously because I was like, oh, nobody's applying for radio, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't, you're supposed to submit a, a video of why you'd be a good fit. And they didn't think I was a good fit at that time because <laughs> I got rejected. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, oh, I guess I actually have to take this kind of seriously. Um, <laughs> so I uh, re redid the video and, and you know, I had a, a better selling point as to why I'd be a good fit for the school and for the program. So, um, yeah, it, it worked out. I, I went to the school and what's cool about the program that I went to, it's only a two-year program and um, you learn both radio and TV to start. Mm -hmm. So everybody learns radio TV. So I was learning TV things while I was in the radio program and I fell in love with TV. I was like, how do I transfer over that? I just wasn't grasping some of the radio stuff. And I mean, it's TV, right? Like it's, it's, it's cool to be on TV and you know, it's, it's just uh, the cool kid or I always thought it was the cool kid in, in, in the program. So yeah, I applied to transfer over cause um, they said, you need to like, there's an official process and I just assumed everything was easy peasy, but that's, you know, life kind of hit me couple times uh throughout <laughs> my name days but um so they said yeah you have to apply uh to transfer and there needs to be a spot because there's only 20 students it's very small very uh intimate so i was like oh man like you know it's 20 and 20 nobody's going anywhere but it turns out one of uh the classmates who was in the tv program he was doing some radio stuff on the side outside of school and they ended up hiring him full time they said hey do you want to leave school and just be our uh whatever the the position was at the time so he dropped out of school so this aaron is his name um mm -hmm. so i i always have to shout out uh aaron for dropping out of school for me uh <laughs> so i could transfer so he dropped out so it's funny a tv guy dropped out for radio so then i applied to go into that tv program and i had to stand up in front of the class and they asked if anybody else wanted to transfer over I was looking around like nobody raise your hand, please, because then it would it came to grades and you know this and that. And luckily, nobody raised their hand. They didn't want to be in TV. So right then, then and there on the spot, they're like, "Hey, you're in the television side now." So I was so thankful. So yeah, the Aaron is now here in Winnipeg. I ran into him a couple months ago, actually. So it kind of came full circle where you know he has his radio job here in Winnipeg now, and I've got my my TV job here in Winnipeg. So. Uh, a lot of things definitely had to go right for me to to sort of be here, uh, and it's I love telling the story because it's you know so many things had to go right, and and you know I'm really lucky to sort of be in this position. But sometimes uh, it's funny how how life works. And we love hearing those stories. Shout out to Aaron, and don't you love when a plan comes together? Exactly. Yeah, you bet. Right. So you're mentioning sports earlier on. Uh, do you have a sport that you kind of favor, whether it be hockey, whether it be football, basketball, or baseball? In this case, lacrosse. Um, we cover fencing. Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh man, 
uh, like I always pride myself on, you know, trying anything at least once. And even if I'm not good at it, you know, just give mm-hmm. it a whirl. But growing up, like hockey was was my thing. It still is my thing. I, I would stay up late at night watching Jay and Dan or uh, the old score highlights on repeat. And yep. uh, I would watch those religiously and I could pretty much say the the highlights with them type of thing. By the time it got to the second, third, fourth loop, because I would just stay up and flip back and forth between those those channels. And uh, yeah, but hockey's always been my thing. And, uh, you know, football is great. And like I said, I'll, I'll try anything. I'm thinking about signing up for a curling league. You mentioned curling. There's a local indigenous curling league actually in the city, which is really cool, which I did a story on and, and uh, thinking about maybe some curling, but I'd signed up for hockey again after a long layoff. Uh, like I said, the juniors was quite a, a few years ago now. So I have to uh, probably get, uh, get in a little bit of shape for that, but hockey's always been my thing. Uh, my number one um, since I can remember. I mean, Hockey's kind of our thing too. Well, I shouldn't say our thing. I, I thoroughly enjoy hockey myself, though I never played. Uh, I have a degree in engineering, so I was really analytical when it came to certain things. And like running the numbers back and forth in my mind, kind of seeing who I can place where on my fantasy and, and stuff like that. But you, you had mentioned Indigenous athletes when it comes to uh, curling. So my, my partner is Indigenous. She's from the Anishinaabe tribe. And from that, I was telling her about a gentleman named Zach Whitecloud who has a Stanley Cup and plays for, for Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. And it's great to see Indigenous athletes across major markets. What do you feel like needs to be done to encourage more Indigenous youth or just Indigenous people in general to pick up sports and get to the next level of being professional? And I know that's a very loaded question given how Canada uh, – how do I put this politely? Lacklusters when it comes to anything – of that sort of nature, but is there something that, that local people, local communities can do to kind of help this? Yeah. I mean, that's been, you know, talked about, especially in indigenous communities for, I mean, forever, basically how to, you know, properly resource anything, especially sports. But yeah, I mean, the big thing is just having access in the first place to whether it be equipment or a facility or, uh, you know, even a ball, you know, like it's, it's some communities are they're so far out of reach, it seems that, you know, people wouldn't even think that people, you know, these indigenous people are living in these communities are living, you know, in these certain conditions. And so the, the big thing is, is just access. I mean, growing up sort of on and off reserve, I'd go back here and there and um, there was a local hockey rink. And, and I remember as a kid that burned down. So the community had no hockey rink you know like i i remember skating there and then it was gone and there was nothing for years they had to go outside to other communities other indigenous communities non-indigenous communities to you know they had to drive sometimes hours just to get you know a little bit of ice time just to skate around and have fun or wait for winter where the creek freezes and you can go skate on that so the biggest thing is is just having access and some funding to equipment and things like that and it's, it's great to see more and more organizations uh, here in Winnipeg. I can think off the top of my head, there's quite a few that donate some equipment and then, you know, Winnipeg's North End or there's uh, the Manitoba Aboriginal Sport and Recreation Council. And they do great work just getting equipment and getting ice time and getting whatever it is for these kids to go out and have some fun for a few hours. And sports, is, especially in Indigenous communities, is such an important resource and such an important thing because you know sometimes that's all all these kids have is just to go outside and have some fun for a few hours and yeah i I know for a lot of kids growing up that want to be like 
Zach Whitecloud, that's sometimes all they need is mm-hmm. a, a bit of a bit of that, you know, and to be able to have a place where they can practice, especially in their formative years, if they are, you know, if they do have a gift of being able to play hockey, you know, you see a lot of like Zach and like Ethan Bear and uh, well, just so many Indigenous athletes, you know, they start in the community and then they go outside and, you know, for better hockey and then they're exposed to better things. So mm-hmm. that's how it's always been for the most part. But yeah, going back to the original point I'm making is just having having access. That that's probably the biggest thing is um, you know without these arenas or baseball fields or gloves or you know whatever it is, um, it's hard for kids to be encouraged to to try and go out and do it. I agree a hundred percent, and we can feel the earnesty in your voice. It, it obviously is something very important to you, as it is to as it should be for everybody. But I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, to Brooke Stacy, she's a an Indigenous hockey player that we had on season ten, episode twenty five, and she has an incredible story about being Indigenous growing up and and then eventually making it as a professional hockey player. So, I mean, your your story there is also echoed amongst other Indigenous athletes, and it's you know, it's an honor to have that representation now and for you to take time and, and speak with us. So again, for a different reason, thank you for coming on Pro Sports Podcasters. Uh, to kind of dabble a little forward and push the envelope. Lacrosse was an Olympic sport in the past in Canada. Had an, in, in the past, Canada had its own Indigenous teams. Should should that return as an Olympic sport? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, um, like, people might not know a lot about it, but I guarantee you if they sit and watch five or ten minutes of, of lacrosse, they'll be enthralled and they won't leave their seat the rest of the game. I just... Again, it's one of those things where if people are just exposed to it a little bit more, lacrosse is so exciting. Like I, I never played; I was just sort of a gym class type of thing. I was I was busy with some other things, but I mean, those lacrosse players they they can take a beating and, and deliver a beating too. I mean, lacrosse is is a sport that I think it's one of the most exciting sports there is. I agree. That sport is not for the faint of heart. I've seen a couple of Toronto Rock games, which I guess now are in Hamilton, and mate, that's just. That's some gungy play right there. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is vicious. I know that. Like the, especially that box across that we're talking about. That stuff is it's ruthless. <laughs> it is ruthless aggression, and I, I love it. And, and everybody loves it. Honestly, it's like bloodshed. Well, I shouldn't say bloodshed. It's like that MMA kind of thing where it's like it's a car accident you don't want to watch, but also you kind of do want to watch. But anyways, we're getting a little sidetracked, a little off the point there. But I could. Definitely riff on that for hours if you wanted to. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Would you... So... In the grand scheme of the world, unfortunately, women's sports kind of take a backseat to the its counterpart of male sports. Is that the same within the indigenous community as well when it comes to, to women's sports and women athletes, or are they more seen on equal ground? Um, I mean, that's a tough question to answer because, I mean, there's certain indigenous women athletes that are, you know, making some, some noise, um, especially, you know, within hockey and track and field and just all, all of these sports. I don't want to single one particular sport out so it's it's tough to say i mean I, I can definitely see that argument that they are sort of still left behind a little bit because 
the like you said, the world is so male dominated. But yeah, I mean, I wish it wasn't like that. I I I don't know if I have you know a, a reasoning behind that, but. I mean, women's sports, it is incredible. I mean, they do things just as well as the men. And it's uh, it, it's so fun to watch, too. Like, I'll watch anything and everything, whether it's women or men or, or whatever, because they're at that level for a reason, right? So, um, but yeah, I don't know if, if I can give a definitive answer as to as to why that might be or if it is at all. So, but yeah, just shout out to all the, the women and the Indigenous women uh, kicking butt. <laughs> uh, that's exactly it. Again, as we kind of mentioned that with it being such a male-dominated profession right now, it kind of gets overlooked, but I'm not going to lie. Women's sports are amazing to watch. I was watching the Women's World Cup, even though it was in Australia. Some of the games I couldn't catch just because I have other obligations. But even the highlights, so good. Like I tried to not look at the scores beforehand and just kind of get into the game from that. And made it was, I mean, Canada's kind of selfish. In 2015, we hosted the Women's World Cup. And that was just high level athlete, like athletics right there. Uh, Olympics as well. It's just, it's a good time. And it, it's, it's still unfortunate that there's that stigma behind it, but slowly but surely things are, are slowly changing. And, and I'm excited that we as a community yourself, pro sports podcasters, Nee Wallace, Bruce, Colbert Durant, we're, we're trying to do what we can. This is actually kind of why we started the podcast too, was to shed a light on, on women's sports and everything kind of snowballed from there. So as it was. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, that's that's such a great thing to hear from from you. And um, yeah, I mean, just I'll, I'll touch on. I don't know if you've seen that. I think it was France that came out with a commercial before the World Cup, and that was so um, sick, right? Like I I was watching this and I was Goose like, oh, what's going on here? And yeah, I mean, what a commercial! And the the point of the commercial too was you kind of take a step back and you're like, oh wow, you know, a little self reflection for sure. Mm. A thousand percent. Speaking of self-reflection there, sir, who inspired you growing up? Because you mentioned radio, you mentioned sports. Is there somebody who was in radio that was once an athlete? Like what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I was thinking radio because I was so shy growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, go, go figure given I'm a national news anchor now. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I still get nervous for, you know, speaking engagements or I'm doing more things like this, like podcasts and lectures and that sort of thing. So I'm getting better and better at it, but still there's a little bit, little bit of nerves, which I think are a good thing. But yeah, like growing up, I hated the camera. I hated being near TV, um, things like that. So I, th- I thought radio, um, I don't have to show my face. You know, I, I always made the joke. I had a face for radio growing up. So mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then once I got into thinking I can do the TV thing, I mean, I, like I said, I want, I watched Jane, Jane Dan, like religiously growing up. So watching, watching them and I got a chance to meet um, Jay, very tall individual, by the way. I don't know if people realize how tall he is. Um, I'm 6'3 and I was looking up. Jesus. You know what I mean? So he is a tall, handsome, uh, amazing gentleman. So, but yeah, like. Guys like Jay and Dan and, and um, you know, just the indigenous athletes. I would watch, you know, Jordan Tutu at the time as a kid growing up and um, so many others. Just So that was uh, probably a big thing for the media side of things was, was Jay and Dan and, you know, all the, the guys on the score whose uh, faces weren't seen but their voices were heard. You know, they had a huge impact on me and me thinking, hey, I, you know, I, I kind of want to see if I can do this. And you do it very well, sir. Don't sell yourself short. You're just as handsome and just as tall. So I'm sure that's I get, I get a lot of uh, a lot of help from our, our makeup department and uh, you know all the people that 
make me look good. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> I'm five nine when I walk in, but the makeup department puts stilettos on me, and I'm six three. So it's a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned a bit of a, a bit of a funny story there about Jay. Do you have any other kind of funny stories of meeting athletes or icons or even people that you've looked up to that when you, you you meet them you're like, oh wow, this is cool, and then they're just regular people or kind of kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. Tell our fans. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I, I can't believe I didn't mention this when I mentioned Jay. So yeah. uh, in in our program, we uh, we we always bring you know a few media people in usually national or sometimes international sort of news anchors or sports, you know, just they're in the media industry. And uh, this was my first or second day of the official TV program. The, uh, I think it was the second semester, like first or second day. And we had another college or a couple of colleges, uh, Mount Royal from Calgary and I think Sate from Calgary as well. We all came for this big media day and Jay Honor was there and Jordan Hurtner was there and uh, a couple others that uh, I apologize. I can't remember that, but what they had us do was read from a teleprompter in front of all of these schools, in front of Jay, in front of Jordan, to get some some pointers. And I was as green as you can get when it comes to any exposure on TV. Like I said, this was my first like official day of TV class, I think, or my second. And um, yeah, so I'd never been in front of a teleprompter before. I'd seen them sort of checking it out with the program stuff, but we didn't really get too much into that. And Oh, I, I I went up there and did it, and uh, I just remember to this day, Jay Onright's sort of over there to my right as I'm sitting at the desk, and I, I finish up reading. It was just a little, you know, 20 or 30 second player, whatever it was, mm. and uh, he just stone cold, no emotion, asked me, hey, do you want a Red Bull? I was so confused and in front of all these people. I was like, what? He's like, I think you need a Red Bull. You were... Uh, there was nothing there. There was no emotion. There was no anything. And I was like, oh my God, Jay Onright just called me out for sucking at, you know, doing this. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, I was so green at the time. And just for him to give a couple pointers of, you know, put a little emotion here and try this. And he gave me a few, few tips. And that just meant the world. Uh, and I took a lot of that into, you know, still what I do now. So yeah, it was just so funny though that I was probably the like you you couldn't take the the nerves out of me if you tried like it was so nerve-wracking in front of him but um yeah it was it was really good to, to see that and um jordan hartner as well a local journalist in edmonton she kind of said the same thing so uh but it was really cool to to have some advice from jay and i actually emailed him once i was sort of finishing up my my schooling and uh you know he gave me so a little bit more advice and, and that kind of thing. But so he's a, he's awesome. And um, I'm trying to think of anybody else I've met. I've met so many people through this and um, yeah, I don't think any of those stories stand out too, too much uh, like that. Um, but yeah, it's just anybody I meet is, uh, is an absolute uh, pleasure for me. From humble beginnings to still a humble national news reporter. I don't think there's anyone with quite a class act like you good, sir. Oh well, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's the parents. It's a, honestly, bro. Uh, are there any top athletes that we should be aware of? Doesn't have to be indigenous, just anybody, but athletes that are coming up in various sports that we should know of. Oh man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, there's a few indigenous athletes in the WHL that are coming up. The first overall pick was it last year, the year before? Gavin McKenna, I, I believe he's with Medicine Hat. That that kid's special. He's uh, I believe he's from the Yukon. 
Um, oh damn! I don't want to. Out of not wanting to disrespect the community, uh, I believe it's the Yukon. He's from. He's from a, a First Nation up in the Yukon, and like I said, that kid is, was first overall in the Bantam draft uh, last year, a couple of years ago, and he's going to be something else. Like just watching some of his stuff and. I know there's a local um, from northern Manitoba. There's another WHLer, uh, young kid, 15 or 16. Be, I believe it's Hayden Pepinakis. I hope I'm saying that right. Sorry, Hayden. I think he's in uh, Seattle. I want to say Seattle. But there's some really good young Indigenous talent coming up in the hockey stream. Uh, and I follow that uh, quite closely. And um, those kids are going to make some noise and hopefully – they can continue that on to the next level. And, and um, yeah, so just the, those two off the top of my head. And uh, it helps that they're, you know, indigenous. Uh, I, I watch, try and watch with that sort of sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, just there's so many incredible athletes. I was just at the Northern uh, or North American Indigenous Games in Halifax. Uh, I guess it'd be last month now. And uh, just so many athletes that, you know, if they got – uh, a bit of exposure if they kept with it or, or whatever they could make noise in their respective sports so uh you know i hope to see some of those athletes that were at you know, something like nank uh, maybe at the the pro ranks or the you know really high competitive level ranks but um yeah hayden and, and gavin are two indigenous athletes in, in hockey that are that are really coming up well we have to keep our eye out for that uh before we let you go we're gonna ask a few kind of sillier little questions to kind of uh kind of letting the segment off a little bit there. Now, this is where we kind of talk about food. Some people that we have don't have not tried this food. That was a very hard sentence to say for some reason. But anyways, <laughs> being fellow Canadian, we should probably zip through these relatively quickly. Unless you're from Vancouver, which apparently they don't eat Canadian food. But either way, um, number one, have you had an Nanaimo bar? Oh, of course. Uh, right? We would make them growing up. We'd try oh, to damn. Them. <laughs> yeah. Didn't damn. really, I mean, I... I didn't make them, obviously, but uh, yeah, Nanaimo, great. I mean, I don't know. You seem like you're a jack of all trades, so you were probably like, "Oh yeah, I used to make that as I would record things." And I don't know. No, you seem no, like you're cooking an is uh, no cooking is not one of my strong seats. That's fair. Have you had a butter tart, which apparently is Canadian? Is it Canadian? It is. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, we would have those every you know, Christmas, especially, but butter tarts with uh, the little. Uh, currants, I think you call them. They're not. They're mm -hmm. not quite raisins. They're small raisins. Currants, I think. Those were my favorite. And then you can get them with pecans and, and whatever. But butter tarts, amazing. Love them. Good. And last but not least, what's your favorite type of poutine? Oh, that's a. I don't want to offend anybody. That's kind of a hard question. You're putting me on the spot here. I might get some pitchforks and and torches down, uh, down the street <laughs> here pretty soon. I like. I like classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with a classic poutine. Uh, Sometimes I'll spice it up. I don't, you know, there's meat lovers or whatever. There's so many different kinds of, of poutine, but uh, just classic for me. If, if I'm in a rush, especially especially at something like a local hockey arena, those for whatever reason are always the best. Yeah, th those in like food trucks for some reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what you make your fries in, but my god, don't stop. Oh, I know stuff like that is so amazing. I love it. Perfect. Uh, now, where can our fans reach you on social media? Uh, everywhere. Uh, it's just my name, Daryl Stranger. Um, I'm pretty open on, on a lot of things. I don't use certain things. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm maybe more active on certain apps, but it's just Daryl Stranger on everything. And, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, social media person. It's just 
I sort of never was, but if anybody wants to uh, reach out or, or something like that, I'll be on uh, most most things. I don't know. There's so many apps these days. I feel like I'm probably missing uh, a few accounts. That's fair. I just gave you a follow on Instagram there, sir. Oh, there we go. Perfect. All right, so you'll see my name kind of pop up. Oh, yeah, there it is. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.